Today, Paul Beakley of Indie Game Reading Club and I get into capitalism, evil races, inclusion versus representation, decolonizing RPGs, safety tools, infidelity, abortion, and then we wrap it all up with Samara's Majika. Welcome to our hard talk, Dysology 29. This is your content warning. There will be dragons ahead. We cover a lot of different things. I'm not kidding from the opening. Uh, we're going to hit those topics, Paul and I. I've known Paul Beakley since at least 2009, and that's easy to remember. I believe we met at Burning Wheel in New York, 999. Um, I'm getting old, so it might have been 888. So in any event... Uh, over the years, we've had a lot of hard conversations you don't usually have in what my big mom would call mixed company. So the top of this year, 2020 at Strategicon, we had a panel uh, entitled Hard Talk. And we talked about some of the hard things, social things, not game things that come up at tabletop sessions, whether they're your home crew or uh, you're running games at cons, uh, one shot tables, things like that. And uh, I think that panel, uh, I think I put it in my book as a win. We got a lot of uh, feedback and engagement during that panel through those talks. And a handful of folks opened up about some serious things. Uh, one individual in particular, uh, we could, you could visibly tell by, by their body language. They've been holding what they shared with us for a long time. Um, Paul and I, we don't, we don't have the answers. We talk through stuff. And in our private conversations, we figure out places where uh, it's like shop talk. I we figure out how to handle some of those situations differently, better, uh, based on each other's experience. We've got we got uh, quirks, uh, foibles. Uh, we don't have all the answers, and so I say that as you go into this podcast, listening, we're going to say a lot of stuff that's on our mind that we're thinking about. And we're talking through the things. So be charitable in your listening. Um, we also talk about the things we do do, right? Um, because uh, in this podcast, one of the big things is safety tools. Uh, there's a lot of open questions there. As a software engineer, there's a lot of open threads I would like to close. I don't know that we get to do that. Uh, but if we're not talking about it, we're not improving it. We're not moving the needle on it. Um, and that's what we're doing here today is we're going to talk about some of these things and we'll continue to have conversations like these in the future, Paul and I, and maybe bring on other subject matter experts in the in these areas to find out what they're doing uh, in some of these hard topics. So so with that, here's some hard talk with Paul Beakley. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so uh, that's hard too, right? Like the table talk thing. I'm getting as frustrated about the safety talk uh -huh. as you are about the decolonization. <laughs> <laughs> and not because I think gaming should be unsafe, right? right? right. But I think 
the entire conversation comes from such a a weird direction. Mm-hmm. And it expects people to be so self-aware of their needs and right. their biases and their and their own prejudices right. in a way that just human beings aren't. We just we're aren't. Not. Yeah, we're not. We don't, yeah. we don't know the things that are going to – sometimes we do. Sometimes we do know things like I don't ever want to play in a game where, you know, we see children being killed. Straight right. up, like, child murder is, is on my no-go list, and I know that. Right. But, like, me bringing it up beforehand – it's a weird conversation to have, and I, I don't care that it's uncomfortable. I mean, I'm, I'm okay talking about uncomfortable stuff. You and I talk about uncomfortable stuff all the time, right? right? But like at a convention space, and we're sitting down to play some game where maybe that thing doesn't come up, do I, do I bring it up first? And if I don't bring it up first, do I complain when it gets brought up and I didn't expect it to be brought up? Right. You know, I'm playing some game that doesn't seem on the surface. We're playing Good Society. Right. Society. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and in the course of this, you know, Austin style, you know, upstairs, downstairs melodrama, right. some kid gets killed in the course of play. I didn't expect that. I was expecting right. balls. I wasn't expecting <laughs> some, you know, god awful person to go like, you know, kill some kid. And so is that on me? Cause I didn't bring it up. Right. And then if I brought it up, that's kind of weird too. Cause now it's, I, I don't know. That's, I feel like uh, Yoshi Creelman's article that he wrote on the blog uh-huh. um, a couple months back, emphasizing consent right. over safety. Not even over it, but in it's almost like a perpendicular thing. Like safety is going this way, and consent is like ninety degrees from that. It's not opposite. It's not opposed. It doesn't replace right. it. Right. So it's 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 kind of both things. And consent is more like I want to do this. How do you feel about that? You know. Um, Huh, that's I think interesting. being yeah. aware of consent, being aware of consent is just a human thing, you know? Right. We're aware of consent in sex. We're yeah. aware of consent in business relationships. Our Sagas of the Icelanders game we played, we were testing Gregor Vuga's second edition rules. I remember, yes. CoreCon. Uh-huh. And I was GMing, and it's like one in the morning. And we are all so blown <laughs> out. And we're so yes. tired. <laughs> and our filters are very low. Right. It's also a table of dudes which I don't love. I prefer to run sagas with men and women. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so anyway, something I try to do in sagas a lot because sagas can be like surprisingly touchy because it's such real world stuff. Right. It's among the touchier games I run. I think it's touchier than Night Witches, honestly. You know, uh, is like I have an idea. I want to present it. You let me know if this is cool or not, and then I'd say it because I feel like I'm kind of vibing with the player next to me. I'm GMing, right. and I'm like. In our game, it was he was playing um, the woman, and the woman was sleeping with the Gothi. Right. But she didn't want to get pregnant by the Gothi because she's still married to the man. Right. And the man knows he can't have children or whatever. There's a whole weird melodrama thing to that, right? Right. So I, I sit. It's like, I've got this idea. I want to throw it out there. But there's still that jump you have to make. Right. I'm going to put it out there. But at least I, I, I tee it up first and say, right. you know, so you go to the Seidkuna, the witch, and you go asking for, you know, the herbal remedy that will, like, abort any pregnancy you have. Right. And he's like, yep, I'm in. I'm and in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. And so it's like it's an impossible – you can't both say in advance, you know, I don't want the following topics – 
Well, I suppose you could, but then that takes that just requires so much self awareness, and it and it's such an extensive list. And then there's, I, I think, it just sends the conversation on a really weird path. Like, uh, what is it? Uh, Monty Cook Games has their long list. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Monty yeah. Cook Games has their PDF, and it's yeah. a long ass list. And so, first off, you gotta sit there and think through it all. Like, right, that whole thing. Yeah, that's a lot of time, especially in the con setting. I only got right. four hours. Right. Do I show up with one already filled out? Right. That seems like a weird list. Of, demands but i suppose yeah. it's okay but the gm still has to like and not just the gm but the other players, everybody else yeah everybody there needs to now share around right. all their sheets and now we all have to accept responsibility right and maybe maybe that's okay maybe that's necessary i'm i feel like i'm not in a position to say that because i'm you know the middle-aged straight white guy whose exposed triggery stuff is very limited I think when I sit down and because I, I mean, we do a lot of one shot games with strangers at the table and we play a lot of uh, games that could get dark, like Mutant Year Zero, like uh, mm. Saga. Sagas is all family drama and it could get serious, right? Yes. Uh, so usually I think I, I will shorthand some things like I will say, what you know, what is this? Is this rated R? Is this PG? Yeah. Uh, in terms of sex and violence, uh, I'll do a quick uh, lines and veils. What are some hard, big things we don't want to see, right? We don't want to do. Whole big um, categories, yeah. Right. Uh, and then I leave it at that. Uh, I put the X card out there. Uh, I, I, I spend a little time on the X card. And I think that's the consent card for me, right? Uh, I may, because you've done that. I've seen you do that. Hey, I have an idea. I want to pitch it. Let me know if it's cool or not, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll do something similar. Here's what I'm thinking. If you don't like it, let's discard it. We'll do something else. So yeah. we kind of talk about it before we put it into the game. But in my software engineering brain, there's, there's uh, metrics for uh, effort, right? And in my brain, if there's a bad topic, if I'm going to tell you about it up front, I still have to mention that topic. I have to say, I don't want to see little kids get killed. Right. right. Uh, or we're playing and I have to say, hey, look, so I'm about to do a thing. Let's talk about it before we do it. And it's about, right, maybe killing a kid. Right. right. I still right. have to mention that topic. So to me, the effort, the, the topic being mentioned is the same. It's just where we're talking about it at. Right. Uh, if that me saying, you know, we're going to kill a kid or you saying, I don't want to see any kids getting killed, sets you off either way. We're in bad shape because you got to tell me about it up front. Or I got to ask permission for it later. There's also, I think, the very real possibility. This is one I'm starting to talk about. The very real possibility that the narrative truth of the moment will change your decision, will change your mind. You went in saying, right. I don't want this. Right. But without aiming for it and right. without right. directing toward it, even yeah. maybe directing away from it, you may stumble into a moment where the thing you said you didn't want is the thing that kind of makes sense. So right. yeah, uh, in a responsible way, you just don't do it. You just say, nope, I just doesn't matter. I'm going to go with my second or third choice. And I, I suppose that's the correct thing, but boy, that's one of those table trust things too, right? right. At a con table, I just won't. Yeah, but I won't. like right. with friends, like we're playing this Ars Magica game right. where uh, none of us have talked. We haven't talked about the X card because we know the X card. We haven't talked about our lines or our veils. Right. But, you know, if we did, it's also a table of high trust where it might kind of make sense to go someplace. Right. You know, but uh, I think there's a big cultural 
thing here, a big cultural divide that uh, I don't feel qualified to actually bridge. If I'm going to play with younger players who grew up with these tools in place right. and the expectation of a low trust table, then I need to trust that I need to treat that table as a low trust table. Right. And not a mistrusting table. Right, right. right? I agree. Yeah. That's agree. different. Like low trust is sort of different than mistrust. Right. Where I'm expecting a gross GM to do something super gross. Oh God, right. my character's gonna get raped. I just know it. That's I just know it, yeah. not that's not what I'm talking about. I, I know where you're going. It's uh in my brain, I'm thinking if it's a low trust table, there, there are options I'm not going to put on the table to use or right. play. I'm, not, right. I'm just not going to put them in play. Right, because it opens um, up a whole conversational can of worms that you don't need to. Right. So a topic that's been kind of on my mind that I'm thinking about how to write about uh-huh. is that liminal space between your brain mm-hmm. and the shared imaginary space, the SIS. The okay. thing that happened, that little liminal space where you're talking about a thing before we've all agreed that the thing is now a permanent addition to the space. Okay. Which is like this conversation we're having. Like, you know, I'm thinking about this idea where your character does not want to get pregnant by her secret lover. So right. she's visiting the witch. To, and it's kind of, and it's not a thing yet. It doesn't exist. Right. It doesn't exist. Among the humans, it does. That idea is now there. We've now brought up abortion. We've now right. brought up childbirth. We've now brought up a whole array of topics, any one of which might be touchy. You know, right. uh, some people treat um, childbirth and child uh, and pregnancy in kind of a body horror way. They're just not equipped to deal with that topic. Right. And I was talking about it right now. If someone's listening to your podcast, might be like, "Nope, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm out. done listening to this podcast." No. Right. But it, but it's also touching on infidelity which I know for some people is a hell of a topic and it's touching on relationship secrecy and blah, blah, blah. And maybe sagas of the isolators was a bad choice for them to sit down at, but maybe they didn't know that until they started playing with this particular mix of players too. Right. You know, I like to hit the hard stuff, but all that hard stuff always comes up in that pre-space. And I hesitate to call it meta because I think meta also exists in your own mind. That's where you're looking at like what stat, Am I best at? So right. what moves do I want to aim toward? Right. How do I that want to direct meta. the fiction so I will be the most successful? Right. Or or how comfortable am I failing or missing roles at this table? Do I feel like I'm just going to get frustrated or is it going to be just a fun new direction? Because different styles, right? Right. And so there's I, I wish there was a better name for that liminal space between what's in your head and what everyone's agreed to. And I don't think it's ever really been talked about. You know, uh, Vincent Baker and the Forge in general kind of talked about the conversation. But the conversation, as I understand it, is the entirety of the game. It's both inside and outside the established fiction. No, that's my like, take too. Right. It's but, the but whole But breaking thing. up those right. two things is something that feels important to me. Right. Yeah, because you're right. The, 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 if we're asking for permission, consent in the middle of the game, you're right. If we're talking about it, but it's not part of the game yet, and you went in, you said this earlier, uh, thinking uh, I'm against this kind of thing, this uh, this abortion, this infidelity thing, but we've gone an hour into the game, and now yeah. we're bringing up this thing, yeah. and I might change my mind because it makes sense, right? Yeah. And then we do the thing, and now it's part of the play space. Now it's concrete. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm with you. That's somewhere in between you pitching it and everyone agreeing on it. It's in this nebula. There's some kind of a pre, yeah. pre-step where it gets cleared by right. at least me and the other person. 
if not the whole table, probably right. the whole table. Cause if it's, you know, if somebody is irritated or freaked out enough at the topic of infidelity, mm-hmm. you know, they recently went through a bad breakup or divorce or who knows, right? right. Everybody at the table is kind of in on that. That's why you say it out loud. That's why you don't send a secret right. note. This is why secret <laughs> notes are horseshit, right? No, absolutely. Because, <laughs> you know, in the old days, we send a secret note and say, hey, what if your characters, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the other, right. and the other player was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all secret. And then it comes up and look, it's another, you know revelation of a topic that somebody at the table is not cool with right right so i don't know man no, i wonder what the breakdown is i wonder what the actual like time breakdown is of items being entered into the permanent record uh-huh. and items being discussed in kind of a parliamentary way right because it feels like parliament right right you know? it's a parliamentarian kind of thing where okay we're gonna have a discussion step and then we're going to enter things into the permanent record right yeah. And we do that. We do that a lot in in games. Um, all the games, um, even silly action, zany sci-fi games. Uh, there will come a point where uh, someone has an idea and they want to enter into it, and then we talk about it, uh, like the Parliament you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and then it ends up in in the game, in the play space, in the permanent record. So I think that's a that's funny we don't have labels for that because I think – I feel like that's a thing that happens it's all the time. It's a thing. Well, remember in that um, uh, Great American Witch game we played? But remember that one where he has a mechanism in play early. Right. Before you start play, here are the things I want to see. Here are the things I don't want to see. Right. And he – and that you, you said that was brought in from like maybe Scrum or Agile. There's some yes, kind of a, yes, a production. I saw, yes. I saw that a couple times while we were there in uh, – this was uh, – Orcon? Orcon. Yes. Uh, I saw that twice before then where uh, everyone's kind of voting on the things that they want to see. Uh, we pass these cards around. Everyone's kind of voting off on those. Yeah. And then I think he takes like the top three or four or whatever. It's and, only things you want to see. There's no antis. It's all probes. Right. It's all, right. it's all uh, flags, not like lines or veils, right? Right. And right. remember in that game, and I brought this up in one of my columns, the thing where uh, we said we want a serious tone. And right. I think tone's a bullshit word that doesn't mean anything. Tone means like fun. Right. You know, tone's on the same list of bullshit words like as fun is, right? Right, right. And so the tone is serious. But then like uh, in the course of the game, my character, I, I come up with this completely bonkers monologue of my character spending, you know, this, these, these narration chips that are available to describe why the evil Fey overlord is trying to destroy all of Los Angeles. Right. And like we voted on, on Sirius, but now I'm explaining this whole crazy thing where this, where this Fey Lord wants tickets to Sarah McLaughlin right. because it's set in the nineties and right. we can't go because he can't buy tickets until he's right. going to burn the entire city down. Right. And it it's down. fun. And I talk for like five minutes and everyone's not along and then i x card myself and i say <laughs> wait a minute because i voted on it too i also said serious and uh chris i believe his name is chris said um in debrief on the reading club slack right. that even though it was an absurd idea it led to very serious play and so he felt like uh it led in the correct direction so there right. was no recourse required but at the same time in that moment it was like we had entered something in the record i had and then pulled back out and restarted the parliamentary phase and said wait 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 are we done with this because here i am bypassing you know public debate and right. simply entering something in 
Right. And everyone was okay with that, but like, why are they okay with it? Are they okay because it's cool? Were they okay with it because um, I'm a loud mouth? Are they okay with it because it's like three hours in and we got to wrap the session up? And everyone, <laughs> there's a lot of reasons, right? There's a lot of right, motives right. for why that might happen. But uh, I don't know. It's just been on my mind a lot lately is, is that half of the conversation. Right. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Uh, I, I think the, yeah, I think there's a lot of terms there. We don't, because it happens. And I was there when that happened. Um. I think for me, it led to serious play. And so... Uh, because we didn't go the silly direction from there. We right. weren't like, you know what? We're going to dress you up like a fan. And right. we're going to put your hair up and we're going to frost your tips. So you, like, right. you kind of mix in. We didn't do anything like that. It no, kind of, no. we, we kept going in a right. very serious way. And that's, uh, that's a good trick that uh, Jason Corley vocalized. It was something that I'd always done, but he knew how to say it, which was like, take any premise any premise and be as absolutely straight and serious as you possibly can about it. Do not do <laughs> as a joke. And it always turns out right. It just does. Like just take it and don't laugh at it. Don't chuckle about it. Don't be uh, right, right. Uh, ironic about it. There are right. no ironic topics. Everything is a straight, straight shot. That's funny. That's funny. But I thought since we're starting Ars Magica, Magica, uh, we can, uh, I got to figure out which way I'm going to fall out on that. Uh, but we could talk a little bit about that. And then mm-hmm. as we have uh, recurring shows, we can talk about where we are. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but we've got two sessions in, right? We had a session where we kind of talked about setting up. Yeah, what we're one do. play session in. We've had a couple of sessions of like logging in, talking. Right. Talking about the protests for a while. Oh, about, that is right. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then we did talk through like kind of characters. We did our homework. We've made, I've made some grogs. Everyone else made one grog. I think we all have a companion. None of us have made magi. So what uh, I really liked, what I really liked about our first session, let me yeah. just kind of start. Maybe you can kind of riff off of this. Okay. Is figuring out which grog from the pool of grog we're going to play. But we're all sticking to our own grog to start because none of us are quite there yet right. in um, grabbing any grog from the pool. And so just to kind of recap, in ours, Magica, Magica, Arch Magica, um, grogs are available to anybody. Nobody owns them, which is, I think, notionally very interesting, but practically I've never really seen it work well. And there's been lots of games, right? So I have this old woman and she's crabby and she's gossipy and she's slow and she's you know arthritic and who runs the covenant and we've got the young man who's like a young clansman because we're playing in ireland right afton and, uh, afton and afton is uh uh you know he's 15 years old he's yeah. really aggressive he's a quote-unquote berserker but he's 15 and then we've got <laughs> this um big you know English merchant who comes and sells things to the Covenant on the western coast of Ireland once in a while. And what I really liked about the first session is feeling out all the relationships. What I didn't see was a strong connection between Afton and the merchant. And the merchant, right. But what I really liked was my witch, whose name is is what, Jay? How do you pronounce my witch's name? Oh, man. Cloda. Cloda, you win. Okay, Cloda. <laughs> I was killing that all. So it was a bad tick, man. I just, I could not shake it, man. I'm like, I'm just I'm just gonna ride it out. It'll go away next session. Next session. 
<laughs> so like Cloda and the merchant, right? And they're both kind of gossips and they're both kind of old. And so they got like this old gossipy, like kind of established friendship thing kind of going that kind of leaves Afton out, which I liked. That was kind right. of on purpose. Like, shut up, kid, right? But right. then Cloda's also got this very protective kind of motherly thing towards Afton, who, who wants to be a man and he wants to be a berserker and he wants to be tough. But we've got him out here like doing kind of gut duty. <laughs> And we're just going to have him like clean up this, you know, crapped up part of the covenant that needs to be cleaned up so that people can move back in after our place got burned to the ground. And so that's kind of fun too, where I'm like bonking him on the head with my staff and right, right. bossing him around. He's getting all resentful about. And so like even that little play, none of which requires the Ars Magica system system to right. facilitate it's totally on us to feel out the little interpersonal dynamics happening you know between everybody and then and then, and then lean into that right because like I, I i can't look at my skill list and then lean into that as like right. here's the things i'm supposed to do right we don't have moves we don't have like tropes we're trying to lean into because if right. we did, we'd have a playbook that was called, you know, the caretaker. And <laughs> the, the caretaker's <laughs> option would be, you know, choose the following list, right. or all business, or uh-huh. you know, it would, be, it would all be about the trope rather than trying to invent who know, this is, the, who, who this is. Yeah. yeah, I will. I'll be honest. Uh, I had a couple of thoughts going in. Uh, Ars Magica is a whale of a game. Um, so I want to get it right, right? I want to play it right because this might be the last time that, you know, I get to run it, uh, run it, run it. So yeah. my thought was it's a heavy lift. We could break that up, right? If we're going to play multiple, ses- multiple sessions, uh, everyone make grogs. Uh, if you're feeling anxious and, and, and on top of it, a companion. And we would go into the first session with grogs at least and a companion if it was available. Then... Um, second session, uh, one or two companions, right? At least, uh, and then third or fourth session, we start introducing the mages. Is my big plan? Yeah, yeah. And then when I start looking through, I played third edition. Uh, we talked to Chris in the Slack about previous editions, and uh, I think we learned too late that fifth edition is the big change, and they remove some of the charm out of the grogs. They become more like soldiers they uh, did yes remember we read through all the pds as chris gardner had brought up on yeah. the slack chris gardner from fail better games uh talked about how like the most magical edition was apparently second which i don't have a pdf of but right. even as reading the grog description from third to fourth to fifth right consistently kept rewriting that paragraph from <laughs> they are everybody who works to they are the tough guys who work to they are soldiers they are soldiers right and that was uh, weird, like, and not even necessary because all the rules are still the same. Right, right. Nothing, I don't think, has really changed in terms of the virtues and the flaws that go into making your grogs. Right, right. I agree. Um, so it was a weird direction to t- kind of emphasize. But uh, we could see the trad roots in there. And the thing that struck me most was we don't know who these folks are uh, when we play our first session. So we'll have to do a little bit of a day in a life uh, and let folks kind of feel out who everyone is. And that was my thing. It's like, I can't really do anything here because I don't know who's who. And yeah, right. Well, how to what moves them, what grabs them. So uh, I went with low stakes, but stuff that mattered. And we just spool that out till we get to the mages. And then uh, we're off and running after that. Nice, so. nice. 
That was my I wouldn't mind seeing another session, maybe a few sessions in, where we have a an explicitly different mix of grogs, just to kind of just to create more depth to right. the community. Because uh, what I'm not sure about is how the companions right. are going to connect to the magi or the maja or to, right. to the mages, right? Or how they connect to the grogs. Right. And that's a direction I haven't thought much about is what's the grog to companion connection look like? I feel like we have to get the magicians built. We have to get the mages built. We have to right. because like the entire covenant's personality right. derives from that. And right now all we have are the NPCs, right. which is hot. You, you made a really good choice of pre-baked covenant situations yeah. where we have the uh, English magician – coming in from the east into right. western ireland like the last right. bastion of, of 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 mythic ireland right? right and coming in burning down half of it yes uh executing the previous owner bringing in all this englishness right. none of our characters even speak english so right. like, we're <laughs> expecting the the mages to kind of stumble through whatever you know pigeon gaelic they might have picked up because we don't have any pigeon english right Right. And so that's, that's fun ish. I mean, I I hope it's fun. I I tried having fun with it and tried to leverage it, but I feel like we weren't all on the same page playing it where I kept emphasizing, I don't know what these English people are saying to me. So I have to rely on this English merchant and my relationship with him rather than any kind of relationship I might have with his NPCs. So trying to like, I'm, I'm, Without saying it out loud, because that's that weird meta talk stuff that kind of sucks the air out of the room a little bit. We're like, right. I am now going to put you in charge of, uh, you know, that's tedious. But I'm hoping we all kind of get on the Connect. same page. Right, right. But then, I- oh man, trying to make that magic happen online, trying to make that shit happen yeah. in an online play. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it's and we're seasoned players, and uh, there's some hurdles, right? So I found it so hard to pay attention and keep paying attention the moment anything distracted me where I'm sitting, right? Right, So, right. Um, like, I've been running this game called Impulse Drive. It's a PBTA game uh, that's worked out really well. I've got eight or nine sessions in on it so far, which is a long run for me. Yeah, yeah. But it's only like two and a half hours, maybe three hours of play. It's a shorter section. Um, I'm running everything, so I'm never not engaged. But I didn't really know what it felt like on the player side. And all my players said, oh, yeah, we're taking notes yeah, to varying degrees. And so your Ars Magica game was the first time I had to sit and play as a player rather than running and sure enough man i i've only got a tenth of the brain space demanded of me you know and even as i'm trying to listen to other people's scenes right i'm still kind of backing off a little bit i might turn my eye to one screen and look at the slack and turn my eye over to the other screen and take a look at the Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe like, you know, <laughs> and then I come in and people are yelling at me because, hey, Paul, I'm like, what, huh? <laughs> Which is embarrassing because I feel like I'm a very engaged player at a right. table. Right. But mm, my first go on the screen, I was like the worst. I would have kicked me off the game if I, I were running it. No, so I think for me, uh, I think we've, we've everyone migrating to online spaces, are, you know, they're figuring it out. If I'm a player, I shut down screen stuff, 
right? I may leave the Twitter open or I will leave the Slack open, but not both. I'm reducing <laughs> what's going to grab because I'm with you. I'm like, because uh, we're going to have that. We're going to have gaps in when we're being engaged. And, right. uh, and in my brain, I'm like, well, I can hear these guys. So it's fine. I'm going to look at this thing over here. Mm-hmm. Look at this, right? Mm-hmm. And before you know it, your brain's filtered out all that sound because I'm looking at totally this stuff, right? Yeah. And so, well, this was also our first actual play session was also the night that Origins was going up in flames. That's true. And yes. Games on Demand yes. was deciding to withdraw from yes. the Origins Online. And the whole thing was just a slow yeah, my email was blowing up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so understandably. And we all kind of have some some skin in that game, trying right. to pay attention to that thing going on in real time, which is absurd. Why would we? What, right. what is it we, we, we had to be paying attention to in that moment <laughs> that we couldn't do at two hours down the road, right? right. But there right. we are, like, oh, shit, oh, shit, we got to do it. Right. You know? And I hate that because I'm with you. After uh, armchairing it, like sitting back looking at it, I'm like, there's nothing I could have done about it anyway, right? It right. could have waited two, four, five, ten hours. There's nothing I could have done with that information coming in other than knowing what's in it. I think the internet Skinner box has got it so trained up that like now if we see interaction, we feel obligated to keep interacting, mm-hmm. which is, oh, and I hate hard. that. I hate that. Me too. For, for me, at least I've doing, I've been leaning hard on the zoom whiteboard. Gotcha. Because we don't have something like uh, Roll20, which is all battle map stuff, or yeah. like Roll, which is yeah. the new Kickstarter, which apparently is like Roll20 in that it gives you a common shared space to operate in, mm-hmm. but it's not a battle map based kind of thing. Right. I've been following that and Foundry. Um, I think Foundry is a Patreon thing. Um, did I put that in our topics? I did not. I should put it out. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. So we'll probably do a topic about that. Those two things. Those are the, those are the two new darlings. And uh, I wanted to talk about those. We could save that for another show. That's my show. Thanks for listening. The extended version of this show can be found on my Patreon at Patreon slash MadJZero. Dysology is sponsored by listeners like you. Join my Patreon and get access to extended interviews and bonus episodes. Send your comments to me at madj at dysology.com or on Twitter at GoDysology. Let's make this our regular thing.